Good morning. This is the day which the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Well, it's a glorious day here. I'm glad spring has arrived and I am grateful that you're joining me again this morning. Well, our text this morning is Psalm 85. So if you can grab your Bible and follow along with me. Lord, you were favorable to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people. You covered all their sin. You withdrew all your wrath. You turned from your hot anger. Restore us again, O God of our salvation, and put away your indignation toward us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger to all generations? Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your steadfast love, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Let me hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people, to his saints, but let them not turn back to folly. Surely his salvation is nearer to those who fear him, that glory may dwell in our land. Steadfast love and faithfulness meet, righteousness and peace kiss each other. Faithfulness springs up from the ground and righteousness looks down from the sky. Yes, the Lord will give what is good and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before him and make his footsteps away. Well, if you've been a Christian for any length of time, you surely experienced disappointment in your walk with the Lord. By that, I mean you've likely come to a moment where you, you felt like you were not walking with the Lord as closely as you once did. And so you longed to have your faith renewed. If you've ever experienced that, or if that's your experience now, or, or if you experience it in the future, Psalm 85 is a psalm for you, for it is a psalm of restoration. Now, scholars are not... Uh, completely certain of the historical setting for Psalm 85. But the opening three verses speak of a time when the Lord had restored the people of Israel. And then verses four to seven ask the Lord to do it again, to give them a new restoration, which has led some scholars to believe the psalm was written shortly after the return of the exiles, the Jewish exiles, following that 70-year exile in Babylon. Just a brief synopsis of the history. The Israelites in Judah, which included the capital city of Jerusalem, were captured by Babylon, and the people were deported again for 70 years. But King Cyrus of Persia began to let the first Jews return to Jerusalem in 538 B.C. And as is recorded in the book of Ezra, the people immediately restored the foundations of the temple and they completed it somewhere between 520 and 515 BC. But then the Jews also tried to rebuild the city walls. However, they abandoned their work because, well, it, it just became too difficult. And besides that, their enemies had destroyed what little rebuilding they had done and they had burned the city gates. So as James Boyce indicates in his commentary, at first, the people must have felt great joy at being able to return to their homeland and to rebuild the temple. So they would have, as verses 1 to 3 indicate, rejoiced that God had restored their fortunes, 
that he had forgiven their sin and turned aside his wrath. But then when they tried to rebuild the walls and, and it didn't go so well, the people became discouraged and they began to despair. Again, we don't know with 100% certainty if that is the context of Psalm 85, but it certainly seems probable. Further, Psalm 85 clearly speaks to that type of discouragement and gives you and I insight regarding what we should do when we uh, meet discouragement in our lives. We should first remember God's mercies in the past. Second, pray for restoration in the present. Third, we should wait on God. And finally, look hopefully and expectantly for what God is going to do. Let me explain further. The first place we should start when we are discouraged is where the psalmist began in verses one to three. We should remember God's goodness in the past. Remembering the God who was favorable to us in the past and restored us and forgave our sins gives us hope that he can and will do so, so again. So first we remember God's faithfulness. Then we do what we see recorded in verses four to seven. We pray. We ask the Lord, verse four, restore us again. Verse six, revive us again. Verse seven, show us your steadfast love. Then, and here comes the hard part, <laughs> we wait for the Lord. Verse eight speaks of this waiting. Let me hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people, to his saints. Let me hear, in, in other words, let me wait and hear what the Lord will stay, say. And, and as I wait, verse nine, I'll remind myself that the Lord's salvation is near to those who fear or revere him. Then having remembered God's faithfulness in the past, having prayed for his faithfulness again, and having waited on the Lord, the psalmist in verses 10 to 13 looks ahead to a brighter day. When God's steadfast love and faithfulness meet, verse 10. When righteousness and peace kiss again in verse 10. That is when right and peace is restored. And when God gives what is good, verse 12. So the next time you're discouraged, you might just try turning to Psalm 85 and let it remind you of God's faithfulness in the past call you to pray for restoration, urge you to wait upon the Lord, and then to look hopefully and expectantly for what God will do. Let's pray together. Lord, we have seen your faithfulness again and again. You are, after all, the one who called us unto yourself and forgave our sins in Jesus. So Lord, if we're struggling today, if our faith is weak, we ask you and trust you to restore and revive us again. We don't know your timing. You might restore us this very moment or it may take some time, but we wait for you. And as we do, we, we look expectantly. We look with hope toward what you're going to do. We expect your love and faithfulness 
and righteousness and peace to be renewed in our lives. You, we believe you will give us what is good. So we praise you in advance for what we know you will do. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace today and forevermore. Amen. Have a great week, folks. Goodbye.